Ryan. And I'm Malcolm. And we're a couple of dads sharing our journey about starting out and bootstrapping our indie businesses while still prioritizing our young families. We believe that you can hustle and work hard to bootstrap a successful SaaS freelancer indie business while still being family first. Join us as we share our learnings from building our businesses from scratch. Hey, hey, how's it going? Hey, Brian. Yeah, it's going okay. Not too bad. And how about you? Oh, well, I hope so. You just got back from a nice vacation, right? Yeah, uh, I, mean, I suppose we can get into it. I'm, I'm, it's, that's a bit of a double-edged sword because, um, you know, you, you, it's, it's kind of like on Mondays for me when you've had a really good weekend and then you have to get back into the, the grind on a Monday, yeah. um, especially Monday evenings because, you know, I'm a little bit tired. And a vacation is like that on steroids, right? You have a really good vacation. And I did it to myself twice because I took <laughs> a, the, the Christmas vacation and then came back for two weeks of work um, in the beginning of January and then took another week's vacation. Yeah. Um, so both times coming back to, I guess, the the discipline of getting in front of your desk every time. is oh, Man, it's been super hard. So you're on a vacation hangover, huh? Yeah, pretty much. And that last vacation we were on, it, it's like physically tiring because we we went to like a water park place that we have um, timeshare at. And it's like the whole day is like I'd go for a run in the morning and then take the family to the water park. And it's, it's I mean, the reason why we went that time of year is because a lot of the kids are at school and we homeschool. So it, we have the privilege of going to these touristy places when everybody else is busy working slash schooling. So it's we just running up to the slides and sliding down and running back up again and <laughs> yeah i've got to keep up with the kids but needless to say after a week of doing that um it's, <laughs> i need a vacation from my vacation i'm kind of jealous of your little vacation i was seeing pictures of monkeys just walking around on the ground in the middle of wherever you were i mean that looked pretty yeah. cool they're actually a bit of a nuisance to be honest because they're just there <laughs> for the food um so i mean you you can't leave any food outside for literally two seconds because they're on the roof and they're in the trees and as soon as you leave something unattended they'll they take a swipe so they're, they're a little bit more irritating i mean they look cute on pictures and stuff but <laughs> but yeah i mean it's like the vacation spot that we had was there's lots of wildlife that are you know roaming in and out the campsites and things like that so it's really really nice just to get out in the middle of nowhere and have some fun and enjoy nature for a change and this was in South Africa. You're still in the near home. Yeah, and it's on the opposite side of the country, but that's just in South Africa. That's just a two-hour plane ride. Um, hmm. So here in the Western Cape, where I am, the summertime is very dry and quite hot. It's very similar to California weather. Um, whereas in the northeast of the country, they have a, a summer rainfall. So, but but then it's it's warm at the same time. It's absolutely beautiful, to, uh, mm. you know, like mid eighties Fahrenheit, uh, you know, high twenties if you're in Celsius. Absolutely no wind, um, and it maybe every second day it'll rain for like half an hour or an hour in the morning. Um, but that just makes everything fresh. So it's it's really wow. good. Managed to get in two rounds of golf. Um, I was only expecting to get one, so that was a bonus for me. Nice. Uh, don't play nearly enough, but it was just that's like the one time of year where I can just relax and go do that stuff. Nice. So golf is relaxing for you. For me, 
<laughs> I'm just yeah. it's a bit different for different people but yes for I don't take it seriously so uh it it's it's really relaxing for me to get out into into nature and compete with myself on how many times I get to hit the ball that's good cool for me I I didn't have uh near as much fun um a lot has changed uh, I don't know if uh if you want to give your update first you want me to give mine first or what are your thoughts um well I, I can I can start. I think yours is a little bit more more hefty than mine, so <laughs> I can I can get us going. Sure. Yeah, I mean like I said, January is is has been a bit difficult to get back into the work and I mean obviously I haven't spent that so that's been personally that's been a bit frustrating for me, not getting being able to get into a rhythm. Um and I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and I, it, he said, well, it sounds like you're suffering from burnout because you, you know, you're getting to the evening, you're feeling exhausted, you just can't get to your desk. And it's, it's like, well, I'm not sure it's that because, I mean, I've, I've heard from people that have had burnout and I, I don't want to do them injustice by saying that's what, it's, what I'm feeling. But there's this certain similar things where, you know, the be- we, we had a lot of changes in the beginning of this year as well because uh, we took our oldest son out of formal school and started homeschooling him again. So there was – and that was very last minute. We decided that was the best thing to do. Um, so I was helping my wife getting, uh, you know, all the school stuff arranged and paid for and school books and things like that. So, the, um, yeah, so I just oh, – I'm feeling so overwhelmed. That, uh, you know, I've, I guess the mental state was – the beginning of the year it should be clean slate let's get into things slowly and it just hasn't happened that way there's just so so many things to do and they're all they're all things that don't move the needle you know like taking care of taxes and you know there's Mm -hmm. and many things so Mm -hmm. i guess all of that was piling on and i've I've been feeling that mentally like ugh, when i do get the time i just i just don't have the energy to sit down and you know do remote time stuff so that that's that over the last week that is starting to fade away a little bit. So I'm feeling a lot more positive now than what I was say maybe two weeks ago. But yeah, that's that's more or less where where I was at. And I'm, the weather is not helping either because we don't have internal temperature control and it's been like super hot. <laughs> so this is like oh, all hot and sweaty. I just want to take a shower and go to bed. Well, it sounds like you know life plus maybe a lack of motivation from just you know not having done it for a while or not not maybe not being excited about what you're going to do next um you know i know the marketing stuff isn't energizing and the other stuff that you probably feel like you have to do isn't energizing yeah there is an element of that if i have to be honest about it yeah so what are you what are you thinking of starting with get to get back on the on the train i guess yeah, that's, so that's the interesting thing. So, you know, it's been such a, a seesaw ride, and I, I might I might uh, change my mind tomorrow again. Um, but the thing that I that I told myself just before I went on vacation at the end of last year was, uh, I think aiming towards a product hunt launch would be a good thing to help me focus on the right things to build to get awareness and education on remote time. Um, and then when I started at the beginning of the year, I thought, well, you know, I, I really need to have a web version for discoverability. I feel like that is something that has become important for me. It seems, you know, apps are super hard to to discover. And I just feel like a, a web version of remote time would, would really, really help uh, with product discoverability. Um, I was like, okay, cool. What technology do I get to do that in? And I, you know, went straight into product mode. And then I had to remind myself, well, 
what I have now is usable. And the, the aim was a product hunt launch. So don't go into learning all the new web tech and spending six months getting up to speed with that. Just, you know, I was even con- contemplating doing that for the website rewriters just to do it all in, in, in a custom web technology just so that I can learn at the same time, which is a good thing like for my skills wise, but not such a good thing for getting traction. Um, so I guess where I'm at now is the quick and dirty uh, theme from Theme Forest, update the copy, make an educational demo video. Um, I think I've got one feature that I want to ship before all of that happens, which but it's like super simple to do. I just need to do some design work to figure out how it's going to look. Um, uh, yeah, and the, all those basic things to get to a product and launch. And I said I'd, I'd like to do that before the end of Q1. So that's the end of March. So there's some friendly pressure to get things done and hold me accountable not to dive into like building everything from the ground up like I'm tempted to do most of the time. So, yeah, that's, that's okay. what's keeping me focused at the moment. What are you hoping to get out of that product on launch? Um, I, well, there, there is a community there. And I'm, I'm not hoping to get, you know, a whole bunch of money and subscriptions and that kind of thing. But what I am hoping for is extra visibility and the feedback that results from that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, the other thing which I, which I neglected to mention was I've been super bad. I mean, I, I have little um, customers as it is, but I do have some emails trickling in which I haven't been taking advantage of. So that's like literally on my table this week. It's like, come on, Malcolm, you've got to be emailing these people that said they want to be emailed. <laughs> I mean, mm. you know, if there's one no-brainer thing that you should be doing, that's that's one of them. So um, that's that's definitely something I'm going to start doing this week. Is uh, And it's interesting because one of the fields that I export to the spreadsheet that I have when people say, yes, email me, is their uh, job description. And it's been interesting to see, you know, the different kinds of freelancers that – have been registering on remote time. Um, you know, of course, in my mind, I'm a developer and that's kind of where the niche that I want to play in. But the customers that have signed up so far is like, you know, freelance artists and writers and authors and that kind of thing. So it's, I mean, at the very least, I'd like to be reaching out to those people and say, hey, you know, uh, how's it going? Is it is it helpful? Is it not helpful? So you're thinking of uh, just kind of doing it the quick and dirty way uh, at first, just emailing the people that have opted in directly, and yeah, just uh, manual email, personal with their names. You know, I see mm-hmm. you doing. You know, you've been using it and one on one, and and that's where that's where I get my energy from. Is this is one on one communication? I'm very mm-hmm. my introvert spidey sense goes off when I have to like speak to a bunch of people. <laughs> at the same time so <laughs> I, I really like the one-on-one interaction so i'm going to try and play to my strengths there um cool and see if i can talk to some people do you have a goal for how many this week you're gonna reach out to well i'm gonna i'm gonna try to reach out to everyone that's that signed up in january so that's that's three of the people and then depending on how that goes if i don't get responses i'm just going to be working my way down the list mm-hmm. why not do that sooner than later yeah, I suppose I could. I just um, I want to focus on the product and things. So I'm I I'm I'm aware of focusing on too many things at the same time. So I don't want to like send twenty people an email and then get stuck in that because that could also potentially be a rabbit hole. So I I, I guess I'll like do a, a a queue of three every time, and if I don't get feedback from one, then I'll just go down to the one list. So I only have three concurrently going. 
that's the theory anyway, but I've got to start first. <laughs> I've been saying <laughs> I want to do it and I just haven't gotten around to doing it. So yeah. let's let's start with three and see if that happens. <laughs> okay. I'm really curious to see what your response rate is uh, because these are, pe- these are people that have used your app and explicitly said, or well, they haven't opted out. I guess it's default opt-in, right? So yeah, yeah. Um, but they haven't opted out, so they're they're saying, yeah, you can email me. So maybe they'll have a maybe you'll have a higher response rate from them than a cold email. Yeah, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. I mean, I've I've been listening to uh, Social Pod with um, Michelle and Colleen, and Colleen went through you know, with her simple file upload, this whole emailing discussion. And generally speaking, from what I hear, you you know, you can expect a maybe twenty to thirty percent response rate is fairly good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we we'll we'll see how it goes. I think every every product is different and every audience is different. So but yeah, I'm I i do not have any pre expectations. I'm just gonna be emailing people and seeing if they respond. Yeah, 20 to 30% seems about right. The reason I'm pressing you on this and asking is I did something similar this week and I got oh. about that. I got about 25% back a quarter of the people that uh, I emailed. So I, that's why I was pushing a little bit because it feels like if you email three or four, you, you might get one. But if you email 20, you might get four or five. You know, it's still yeah, not a ton. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's not unmanageable. Exactly. I guess I would just. Hmm encourage a little bit more be- knowing that that's going to happen unless you know it also makes sense to start start uh small at first just to make you know make sure but um maybe you'll be surprised who knows so hopefully i can give feedback next time we talk yeah that'll <laughs> on be what that response rate is so yeah brian i'm gonna have to ask you to to give me a like a, a heads up on skype like a week before the time malcolm have you been emailing <laughs> the people because we've got a podcast episode coming up that you said you'd give feedback on all right yeah sure i can do that um uh and then i want you to do the same for me because i've got some of the same stuff going on oh, um nice. so update for me is um uh, Last episode, well, last episode we had Aaron Aaron Francis on, and that was great. If you, yeah, if anyone hasn't yeah, listened to awesome. that, they should. Before that, my last update was um, I had spent the previous two or three months basically fixing all the technical holes in uh, the company that mm. I was looking to uh, partner up on, and had successfully done that. I'd been putting in, you know, for being on quote sabbatical, uh, <laughs> I'd been putting in forty to you know, yeah. fifty, sixty hour weeks. Uh, to get that done. And so I was, I was getting tired and needed a little break. And so I took a couple of weeks in December. um, And at that point it was handed over to the sales side, the the partner that I was talking to who um, all along had been claiming that, uh, you know, if, if, if you just fix these holes, I can get all of our previous clients back and then some, it'll be easy. I was skeptical, you know, typical kind of sales optimism, but was willing to take that risk and give it a shot. So handed it over and said, okay, it's all running. It's all working. It's exactly what we need. Go mm. ahead and do your thing. December is always a little slow. So I said, you know, let's, let's see where we're at in the middle of, of January and uh, took a little bit of a break. And um, as I mentioned on Twitter, it is now February 1st and it is unfortunately looking like that is not going to go anywhere. In fact, um, the question in the last two episodes ago, the question was, will I continue working on this? Uh, will I yes, officially yes. partner up or not? And I'm just, I'm having to face the, the reality that this is not going to work out. 
I still think it's a good company. I, I'm still bullish on what they can do as an agency. Um, but I guess the, the way that I would summarize, and I don't want to go into like, I don't want to go too deep into specifics mm. out of respect for everyone involved here because um, they're still running a great company and uh, great people. Yeah. Um, but the way I would describe it is if you are the CEO of a company and you've been running that company for years on your own, and then you are suddenly uh, looking at a 50-50 partnership, that's that's a tough mental change to make, a mental shift to make. It's For hard sure. to go from you making all the decisions to you having to um, discuss key, you know, important things with with somebody else, and that that kept coming up uh, pretty often. Where money was spent, um, hiring freelancers, wanting to do things kind of uh, cowboy style, and um, and I was you know voicing concerns about that pretty regularly, and it just. It became, without getting into details too too deep, it became obvious to me that unfortunately it was just not going to work as a partner. I think that what uh, yeah what he needs is a technical uh, somebody that is skilled technically, but not necessarily a partner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, so it it's it feels like a breakup. Uh, you know, like <laughs> yeah, it you know, never feels great. It's awful. I mean, it's like you know he sees it, I see it. Um, I have made nothing from this. Uh, it's, and that's the most frustrating thing to me. I don't expect to make anything overnight. I know it takes time. It takes yeah. a lot of time, but, uh, the amount of work that was put into it versus the promises going into it that didn't materialize are disproportionate. So, yeah, well, I, I do think though that there's like a couple of silver linings for you, right? I mean, yeah. I understand what you're saying in terms of, uh, you know, all the the time spent on it. You've only got a very set limited set time for your sabbatical, and then you have to start thinking about getting into the workforce again. So it kind of feels like a bummer from that perspective. But from the outside looking in, the two things that I can see is if you ever do start a business. Like co-founder relationships is that's the thing that can like that's the why we all pursue it right because when mm-hmm. it works it works fantastically. So what you've just gone through is like a trial by fire on how to spot the red flags for when it shouldn't happen, which sounds like yeah. a good thing. Uh, the the other thing which you've done is you've taken a company that was really not doing well. And through mostly your efforts, I've been able to turn them around and and get them profitable, and and and, and that's that's no small feat. That is something that you can you know proudly say. Going forward to it, like whether it's freelancing or running your own business, you you have this kind of like trust that you can back yourself to to get something up and running and make it successful, and that's that's huge. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. That's that's very true. I mean, I. I think that going into it, I was confident in my abilities, but I was also not su- like my technical abilities, not super confident in my ability to to grow a startup at that size, at that stage. Mm. Now I have no doubt. Like I know what needs to be done. I know how to do it. Um, I know where the pitfalls are, you know, and the red flags to look out for. So, yeah, I, I agree. It, it's definitely been tough, but some good lessons learned there. And I know I'm sure that because I'm being so vague, I'm leaving everyone wondering, you know, everybody wants to hear the gossip. I'm, I'm really not going to go into it, but, um, 
of course, we all want things to work out fast and quickly, but I didn't expect yeah. it in reality to support me full time. I knew because I was at the stage of my sabbatical that I'm at that I was very likely to have to go to back go back to work anyway. So that wasn't a surprise, and I don't blame the circumstances for having to go back to full-time work. That's just life. That's just reality. That's fine. Yeah. Um, it, it was just, it all boiled down to uh, a partnership, um, a partnership dynamic that just wasn't, wasn't good. You know, I think personality yeah. wise, um, once you get past that honeymoon phase, uh, the excitement phase, <laughs> and then you have uh, some disagreements you know, you got to be able to get through those just like any relationship. And, yeah. uh, and that was, that was unfortunately not happening. So, yeah. I mean, but from the conversations that we were having, it, it kind of sounded like we're fairly similar in that we're very trusting people and mm-hmm. you, you see the red flags fairly early on. So, you know, people quite well and you see the red flags, but you kind of want to err on the side of, trust right and the side that maybe it's just a quirk and we'll get over it and i'll get used to it and and those flags compile over time and eventually when you're almost too late in air quotes um you realize okay well actually maybe this the the, all those red flags mean that it's not going to work out not that it's just a quirky thing um you know, I've found on myself in that situation a number of times when you're leading a team and there are people that are working with you that's just it's there's a whole bunch of red flags but you want to give them the benefit of the doubt and hopefully it works out and you're optimistic that it's going to work out but it just takes too long and that's i guess (laughs) i like i know already going in that's going to be one of my flaws is you know you're supposed to be able to hire well but also fire well when things are Mm -hmm. not going well and that that is definitely a, a chink in my armor. That I, I don't want to fire people. I want to give them the benefit of the doubt, and I want to I want to continue working with them and, and help them where I can. Um, yeah, but no, yes, very absolutely. I agree a hundred percent. And I'm not perfect either by far. You know, I've got many of my own flaws and frustrate. You know, things that I'm sure I, I frustrate people with. But uh, yeah, I, I agree. I think it ended up being. A uh, combination of me being too optimistic, a little bit too trusting, and too willing to ignore the the uh, incompatibilities that I should have seen yeah. early on, you know. <laughs> so, but uh, so that is that is now over with. Um, so on to the next thing, right? So yeah, I'm still optimistic. Well, I'm still stuff. still in this. Uh, I'm still. Never going to be happy. Maybe that's my flaws. I'm never going to be happy uh, with uh, just a quote, in, you know, in quoting fingers, just a full time job, not running my own thing. Uh, and there's yeah. plenty of happiness to be had in, in full time work. There's nothing wrong with it inherently. But um, ultimately, I always am going to want to do my own thing. So immediately I start thinking about, okay, what's the next thing? Um, but before I get to that point, I am not quite at the end of my sabbatical in terms of if I wanted to go to up to the last minute, but I'm getting close enough to the end where I was seeing my savings or the amount that I had set aside dwindle uh, a little bit too much, you know, getting closer and closer and being a super, yeah. super risk averse person. I thought, well, okay, this thing didn't work out. I'm going to go ahead and 
and find something to go back to full time that'll be fun, that I can work on, that'll be challenging, but that will also allow me to continue to do this on the side. Um, and so I did that. Uh, I've got a full time job oh. lined up. I just officially accepted that offer. Uh, oh, nice. Starting Congrats. on thanks, yeah, starting two weeks from today. So um, that'll be fun. It's a senior engineering manager uh, position, so. I won't be writing code, which I actually am okay with because if yes. I write code all day, it's easy to feel <laughs> tired at the end of the day. Like, oh, I don't want to write more code. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, so I could go the the either the individual contributor software engineer route or the manager route, which I've been doing at Amazon, for example. Uh, I went the manager route uh, because I enjoy it. I think I'm pretty good at it. And, uh, and uh, it gives me the opportunity to not code during the day so i can i can still have that itch and scratch it at night yeah so yeah that's Is coming that full up full time like 40 hours a week full time or 40 yeah well salaried so effectively it's 40 hours a week oh, it's full time okay. remote uh which was a hard requirement of mine i'm so glad to see that so many companies have uh shifted their thinking about that yeah, if there's one good thing that came out of this pandemic is this whole remote work revolution that more companies have actually realized that we don't yeah. need people to come into the office. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this company in particular, I think I'll keep the name and like the company itself separate just to kind of have some separation between uh, work and fun or work and startup <laughs> for now. Um, yeah. But but um, they're full remote, like they're remote first, which, which was nice. – uh, a requirement of mine and it wasn't hard to find and plus this industry is so just in such a good place right now i started looking for work on you know day one i interviewed at six places in about a week which was insane and they were all you know in the compensation target area that i was looking for they're all remote they were all yeah. really great positions interesting companies so it was easy to get interviews and then um I, by the time I had to choose, I had three offers to choose from. Oh, wow. So awesome. it's just like, it, it's not a risk to find something new or something, period, um, in this industry right now. So I'm going to take advantage of that because who knows what it's going to be like six months from now. So yeah, yeah, for sure. I am uh, I am back in the saddle, but that also means that I've got two weeks. This is in my mind anyway. I've got two weeks to build something that, or at least start building something because I know you know, it's going to get more, it's going to get harder and more tiring, uh, start yeah, building sure. something during these first two weeks. And by build, I mean, maybe that's all discovery. Maybe that's all validation. Maybe it's building, maybe it's combination, but we've got two weeks of like uninterrupted time. So I'm going to take advantage of that. Cool. So, I mean, you mentioned on Twitter that, that you have cotton onto something new and that you were on Reddit forums and validating your idea. Are you ready to share what that thing is? I'm torn. I th I think I kind of <laughs> want to keep it vague this time uh, because I don't want to be uh, one of those guys that's got like a different idea every week and is just like uh, a talker, not a doer. You know, I I want to make sure that I have something that I can really latch onto and like stick to for a long time. Because my other weakness, chink in my armor, is I get bored when I, when the fun tech stuff's been done yeah and then i yeah. and then i end up building something else and the letting the other thing sit there at like 90 percent done and so what motivates me is the same thing as you it's like talking to real people having 
people saying, when is this going to be done? I want it. I'm ready to pay for it. If I can get that, then uh, that'll be incredibly motivating for me. So that's what I'm kind of wanting to do before I say what it is. And it could turn out that it's nothing. Uh, and, and if so, that's okay. I'll find something else. I don't know, Brian. I th- I don't think there's too much to lose, but I'll give you some grace this this time around. It's, <laughs> okay. it's, uh, I think I'll be a little bit more hard nosed in two weeks' time when we have the episode to find out what it is. While we, I mean, we are on the topic. You're talking about building stuff mm-hmm. and um, you know having different ideas. I don't think, that in essence, that's such a bad thing. I mean, something that we keep neglecting to bring up on the podcast that you actually built something in a really short time and sold it, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, fill in the listeners on on how that went. I think I forgot. Uh, yeah, there were like two or three times where we were talking after the podcast, and I realized, oh, I never, I never said anything about that. So uh, back in the beginning of my my sabbatical, my exploration into startup land full time, um, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I was a little bit burnt out on the freelancer idea. I think just I don't know. Maybe I got bored with it. Uh, it was a little bit of. Uh, maybe it was that whole being distracted thing that I mentioned earlier by the tech, but I started looking around and, uh, I, you know, I love being on Twitter. I love learning from people on Twitter, but the more people I followed, the harder it became to to keep, keep up. And I'm an inbox zero kind of guy. So Same. I liked <laughs> to see everything, uh, you know, after I got above say following 600 people, it was just impossible. So I thought, well, there's gotta be a, a better way. Cause most of the tweets are just not interesting. I mean, let's be honest. They're just like, they're just random comments. So I thought, well, maybe I can, maybe I can build something for myself that just gives me the most interesting tweets of the day. And, and then I can just look at those if I didn't get a chance to to read every single one. So I started playing with the Twitter API um, and turned out to be really intuitive, really easy to work with. And uh, what I did is I built a system that would uh, take all of the people that you follow or basically everybody that you know has tweets that appear on your timeline, I would pull those down, store them, store all the metadata, who it was from, how many likes it had, how many retweets, and all those th- sorts of things. And then I would uh, I came up with a heuristic for scoring each tweet, and then the top you know ten or twenty tweets of the day I would send out in an email. And I, I tested it. It worked really well, actually. Um, I tweaked it. I gave some different weights to different actions. So, for example, a retweet to me is more valuable than a like. A like is like a hint, mm-hmm. but a mm-hmm. retweet is like this is you know doubling down on the idea, whatever was tweeted. So I came up with a score uh, for each one and uh, really liked the way that it turned out. So I put it up on, this, on uh, Heroku with a sign-up form, which was basically an OAuth consent you you click on the button to say i want an email digest every day um and uh threw it out there a bunch of people signed up by a bunch i mean like 50 or so it wasn't a ton but for me it was it was okay it was a lot pretty pretty good in a couple days that's awesome yeah i guess that's true yeah it was it was over the weekend kind of thing um and uh they started you know, give me feedback that they really liked it. It was free. I couldn't, I didn't have a revenue model for it. I wasn't really, I didn't really care at that point. Um, I was just playing around with it, the idea. Um, and it worked really well and it kept growing, but it was also very, as you can imagine, data intensive because I was storing everything from your timeline. And, yeah. and yeah. you know, on Heroku, you pay for, 
uh, if you want like 10 million rows, I believe in a database, it's 10 bucks a month. So it's not a ton, but it's not free. Um, and I, I quickly surpassed the free tier, had to pay for it, paid for hosting and all that sort of stuff to get better performance and realized, you know, this has a lot of potential, but I don't know if this is what I'm super passionate about. I think mm-hmm. there's a ton that could be done with this. Uh, I'm just, it's just not what I want to spend all my time on. It was fun and maybe it's a great launch pad for someone else, but not for me. So I threw out the idea that I was, you know, maybe interested in selling it and uh, a couple people reached out and, and uh, most of those conversations were, you know, it didn't go anywhere. Um, but one of them uh, ended up being a, a good conversation about some of the ideas that he had and uh, I ended up selling it to him. So I ended up selling it to Matt Lady at M-A-T-T-L-A-D-Y, Matt Lady on Twitter, who uh, took it and is running with it. And that's pretty exciting to see nice. because, you know, I built it, but uh, he's got his own ideas and, the own, you know, the, his own uh, vision of what it could be. And he's partnered up with someone on the tech side and, and they're running with it. So that was fun and was validation to, to answer your original question. It was validation to me that I could build and launch and, and even sell something. Um, and it gave me the confidence that I needed to do that. And so it was something small that, uh, it was kind of a weekend project, but it was good, uh, practice, I guess you could call it for bigger scale. And uh, man, Selling is a pain in the butt. Get, <laughs> getting all the stuff together, you know, that uh, getting it all, yeah. getting all the passwords due and diligence. all the well, and the due diligence. You know, I we didn't really have due diligence other than me showing, you know, how, you know, here's how many users there are, here's how much traffic and this and that. Yeah, yeah. But I can only imagine on a big company how much of a pain that would be in the handoff, and it's never completely clean. You know, there's always going to be follow up questions and stuff like that. So yeah. the uh, now you can go overboard with this, I'm sure, but the the necessity to keep things clean and organized from the beginning pays off if you ever sell, as long as you don't go overboard and like use that as an excuse to not do other <laughs> stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so circling back, that was that was fun, um, and now I'm kind of looking to do this other thing, but I will commit to. Uh, explaining what the idea is, even if it ended up being a dead end next next podcast. So a little cliffhanger there. Yeah, so it's interesting because the one thing that you did let slip was it's not particularly exciting in terms of what the product is. And you just mentioned you built something that was didn't get you excited, so you dropped it. So mm-hmm. is there anything in this new product that will... I, Look, I guess the 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 solution to all problems is traction and revenue, right? <laughs> that's yeah. that's exciting in and of itself when you find something that's really needed that can generate a revenue fairly soon. But is there anything else about this that that is kind of giving you the hint that it'll be something different? I think the difference is um, what gets me excited is real people using it um, in a way that impacts their life. For the, for the better. And it doesn't need to be like solve world hunger, impact their life, but like yeah. it makes their day better. It makes them more efficient. Uh, B2B, in other words. Um, and, and the other nice. projects tended to be B2C. Uh, the I should mention that the app that I sold was called Bluebird.Social. So if you go to Bluebird.Social, you can sign up now. In fact, you should. Uh, it's free. 
And um, that was more B2C, uh, not a clear revenue model. A project with a clear revenue model with a clear user base where I don't have to educate people about what it is. In other words, I like boring Mm. because they already know they need it. Um, Maybe they don't, maybe they're looking for a solution in a certain niche that doesn't exist, but they know they need it at least. It, you know, that's motivating to me. And, and like you said, getting real users, I think is really what I need to motivate myself. Yeah. And B2B is like, if you, if you have a choice, uh, is always way more attractive than B2C business models. Um, I was yeah. talking to a friend earlier in the week and he's just got partnered up on something that's B2B in an, in a really big industry where these people are using CSV file uploads and these really like old school it's so antiquated but it's such a boring industry mm-hmm. but they're getting in there and they're building a, a SaaS product on top of it and it's just like wow man that's such a good place to be if you can find that niche that is you know the the businesses are generating really good revenues but they don't have a proper technical solution to back that up mm-hmm. uh, that's like gold so yeah. yeah cool i'm excited for i think i'm gonna listen to next week's episode <laughs> Well, the, the the way that I found the idea, we'll see if it's a good one or not, but the way that I found the idea was based on this previous startup that I just left, um, it was a problem that our customers had and I couldn't find a solution for it. I couldn't find a recommendation for them. and Not all of them had it, but some of them did. Some of them were mm. happy with what they had and some others didn't or weren't. And so I started searching for it because I thought, well, man, this, this has to exist. I just can't find it. I found a few kind of solutions, but mostly what I found were uh, were Reddit threads of people asking the same question I was. Does uh, an app that does X exist? Am I crazy? You know, that's what they were asking. I can't yeah, find yeah. it. And I thought, okay, good. I'm going to find the answer. And I look on the thread and people were like, no, there's this other huge thing that you can use. There's this other really complicated thing you can use. But it doesn't exist. And I thought, okay, well, I just kept digging and I kept finding more. I started pasting them in a, a, a Google Doc that I've got. And I've got 21 different threads of people saying, I can't find this. And My. so then I started you know, searching more using different keywords, trying to find it. And then I would just run into like Quora threads with the same thing. People saying, well, this isn't great, but you can use it. And so I thought, man. There's got, I've got to be missing something. And that's what the phase I'm in right now that I did find a few competitors that don't do a great job. In fact, they really don't do a great job of marketing because nobody could find them. They might've answered some of those questions. I was, so. I was just about to say, so what you've done is you've, you've found a niche that if there are any players in the market, they are terrible at SEO. <laughs> and guess what you've been doing the last like month or two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's not, it is boring. So when I do mention it, uh, everybody's going to be like, what, you know, <laughs> that, okay. That seems pretty obvious to me, but, uh, there just aren't very many great competitors that I can find. So, um, I think it might, might be a good opportunity and it's one that I could spend a lot of time on. It's, it's, um, it's, it's like simplifying a, a large incumbent you know, competitor. There's a bunch, there's a few really, really big competitors and they're all over time. They've turned into these Frankenstein B2B enterprisey things. And everybody's asking for a really simple version of that. And so that's actually, it sounds, 
very similar to like what Colleen did with Simple File Upload, right? There yeah. are image storage services that do a whole lot, except the implementation and getting it to go is for developers. The developer experience mm-hmm. is insanely complicated and with all the setup and auth tokens and that kind of thing. And if you give yeah. someone something really simple that like one, two, three, and you're set up and you get to go, especially in the enterprise. Man, that's that's a really good place to be. So, yeah, I've I, asked I you all the questions, and you still haven't said what it is. So, I guess we've got to wait <laughs> till next week. I'm going to disappoint people, I'm sure. But uh, what I've done so far uh, is, so I, re- I found those 21 threads. Uh, there, there's probably more, but I stopped at that point. I DM'd each of them, and I didn't say, "Hey, I'm looking to build this," or "Hey, I'm a developer," or anything like that. I just said, "Hey, yeah, I noticed you said X on this thread, gave the link." Um, I'm curious if you found anything that you've, that you ended up liking and just left it at that, uh, as if I was also searching and in the mom test style. So, um, yeah, I got, I sent all of those out. I got about 10 or 11 back. So actually that, I guess that's closer to 50% response rate. Um, so far, not a single one has said, yes, I found what I was looking. I found something that I'm happy with. A few yeah. of them have said, we ended up going with this big giant behemoth thing that I'm not happy with. A few of them have said, I gave up one of them. One of them said, well, I actually decided to build it myself. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that's funny. Um, maybe I'll trade feedback with him or something, yeah. but uh, so far it's just validating that nobody's finding anything yet. Um, and that there's still a need. Now my next follow up to that when they responded was, well, actually the reason I'm asking is because I'm thinking of, I mean, I should do more mom test type stuff and not give it away yet, but yeah. uh, they're, they're really slow to respond. And so now I'm kind of saying, okay, how bad do you want this? How bad do you need this? And so I said, I'm, I'm looking to solve this problem. Would you be willing to chat about what you were specifically looking for? I'm happy to pay you for your time. I'll send them a gift card or they can send me an invoice or whatever. Uh, and that yeah. that's pretty recent. So I'm waiting to hear back. I don't expect many, most of them to respond to that because time is valuable and they may or may not be interested. But if they, if it's a real need and it's a, a real pain, I should say, then I think they'll respond. At least one or two of them will. And then that'll be some good validation. So th- it'll be interesting to, to pose the question that if there was an existing thing that was really easy to use and I charged $100 a month mm-hmm. for this tool, is that something your business would pay for? Um, yeah. Obviously, it's 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 a lot better if there was a sign-up page with an actual credit card entry. I mean, that's a little bit more validation, but at least you're getting some sort of idea. Like, mm-hmm. are you willing to pay actual money for this? And then yeah. even take that with a pinch of salt because it's still not real, but at least there's some sort of lead indicator there that you're on the right track. Yeah, and I think the intermediary question I would ask is, when you were looking, what was your budget? In other words... Mm. You know, people that's, a good, are, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, I think they'll be more willing to be honest about that. Oh, I was looking for something that was free because they're not worried about offending me because they were looking for something else. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Um, but I think we're talking about probably not a high pri- price point. These are small businesses. These are probably teams of four to five people. Uh, maybe twenty bucks a month, something like that. But um, if my hunch is correct, and there's a lot of these because most people won't go to Reddit and post or anywhere else, they'll just silently give up. Then maybe yeah. there's something there. Cool. So, Sounds exciting. Yeah. I, I'm pretty energized by it. Um, fighting the urge to build first. 
<laughs> but if I get at least a little bit of confirmation, I will probably put up that landing page, uh, get the domain kind of uh, cooking, you know, in terms of like Google recognizing it and um, yeah, yeah. Get it have you have to, you bought the the actual domain yet? Not yet. Uh, I'm also fighting that urge, <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, I do have a domain that I could use. I don't know if I want to, but we'll see. And you know, if I do, then I'll probably do the the landing page with with maybe a at least an email sign up, maybe a put in your credit card to see. But mm. yeah, I, I I need to in order to stay motivated, I need to know that people are willing to to yeah. you know pay for this. So yeah, for sure, that's where I'm at. That's what uh, my next couple of weeks will be full of, uh, and and what I'd love for you to hound me on, and I'll do the same for you over the next awesome. couple of weeks. Have we got to that time of the show? Yeah, I think so. What have, you, what have you got? You've had, uh, I'm sure you spent your whole vacation thinking of good dad jokes. Um, do you know what? I mean, we, I think we mentioned last episode that um, there was, and I keep forgetting his name, but we we did include him in the show notes that has that uh, dad joke database that you can get a daily email. And that's just been actually pretty good. We should include those again. Um so I, I have a couple that's been building up, but uh, the, the short, punchy ones are some of my favorites. So do you know why your keyboard works so hard? <laughs> no. Because it has two shifts. <laughs> I So I've also subscribed. This is data as in D-A-D-A base.co. I haven't yeah. seen that one, though. That one's pretty good. <laughs> my joke also comes from database.co. So maybe you've seen it, but, you know. So, like we were talking about earlier, sometimes, you know, partners, you just, they just don't work out, but shout out to my fingers. I can always count on them. <laughs> <laughs> I actually didn't see that one. Uh, that sounds good. Oh, well. Awesome. Well, it sounds like the next two weeks are going to be some, some interesting new things and new beginnings, which is really good because it's a new year. So yeah, let's see how it goes. We'll see. Look forward to next week. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk to you then. See ya. Cheers. If you enjoyed this episode and you want an easy way to support us, we'd love it if you reviewed this podcast on whichever platform you're using to tune in. If you'd like to ask a question, you can send us an email to hello at indiedads.com or message us directly on Twitter. You can also find us at indiedads.com where you can see show notes, links to our Twitter profiles, and product websites. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.